This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into exactly. what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now your main event, introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddy, Jeff Dye, and Freddy Prince Jr. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling with Freddy, or as we like to call it, Wrestling with Friends. We got a great show for you today. I had a very strange deep dive wrestling weekend that we'll get into. A super funny story that happened to me that made me almost throw up or laugh i chose laughter and a whole bunch of wrestling with me as always is my awesome co-host jeff die what's up buddy we want to thank you guys so much uh for the support please continue to give us reviews those five-star reviews are awesome makes my bosses very happy i uh i want to start the show with something sad but it ends funny all right i promise it ends funny a buddy of mine from childhood took his own life last week and it just numbed me like i was just I didn't feel good or bad or anything, right? For a, a good couple of days. And uh, it really, really messed me up. And then this morning, and I've been talking, you know, about how I wish, and dudes, you're, by the way, you're not burdening your friends, man. Like, oh, no, he's got enough on his back. Nah, dog, that, that space on my back is reserved for you. Whether you have problems or not, 
that space is reserved for you. And no one else gets to have that space just in case you're feeling screwed up and you got to say something. So just know that you're never a burden to your homies. They, they guys don't freaking talk enough, but I promise you, man, your real friends have space. They may say some real shit that sucks to hear sometimes, but there is room. You are not a burden. Call your friends and you can reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline simply by dialing 988 domestically here in the United States. That said, I had this huge sort of release of emotion this morning. I decided to go surf. And so uh, I tossed the surfboard on uh, top of the old school four, not old school, it's just a beater, like 2011 forerunner. Um, it's black. So if you see me out there, say, what up? And I drove down to the to the beach just to catch a couple waves. I just surf on a longboard now. I can't surf on the on those six footers. I break my ankles and my neck. Uh, so I have a big old nine footer. And I go out there and I'm surfing and having a good time. And I'm I'm walking back and there's a guy with his surfboard laying against my car. And he's like long hair, wetsuits halfway down. And he's like probably, I don't know, 27. He looks young. And I go, hey, bro, that's my car. And he turns around and he goes, dude, I think I know what my car looks like, man. And I start laughing because <laughs> his voice is so awesome. He sounds like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? And so I go, my man, I promise you that's my car. He goes, dude, it's my car. And I go, try to open your door. And he goes to open the door <laughs> and nothing happens, right? And I pull out my key while he's doing that. And I unlock it. And I go, now try it. <laughs> and he opens the door and he still kind of comes at me like, what did you like? He's going to accuse me of like stealing his keys. But as he does it, he looks like 20 feet down and there is an identical 2011 beater unwashed forerunner that looks exactly like mine. And he turns <laughs> back to me and he goes, and he's super excited. He has this huge smile. He goes, bro. We have the exact same car. And I <laughs> dropped dead on the ground. I was either going to puke or laugh. And my mind chose laughter. And uh, it was an amazing <laughs> morning. So I feel very uh, motivated and excited to be here today with you, Jeff, my good friend. My same, brother. bro. How are you, I love sir? you, man. I'm good. I uh, I love that story because he, he wasn't like embarrassed or, or uh, <laughs> he, he wasn't like, oh, my bad, man. He was like, whoa, same car, bro. <laughs> That's exactly. perfect. It was so like old school Keanu Reeves, like, what? <laughs> I just loved him. So, by the way, his name is Eric. He's super cool. And I just followed him on Instagram so we can go surfing again. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, man. So shout out to Eric. You don't know how much of my Johnny day you Utah. made. I didn't tell you. I'm going to call you Johnny Utah in my contacts when we trade numbers. <laughs> you don't know what you did for me this morning, but you really took like a huge weight off my shoulders. So may the may Poseidon love you, Eric slash Johnny Utah. <laughs> wrestling numbers are in and wrestling is good. I was just telling our producer that wrestling might be the best it's been since the Monday Night Wars. This has been so exciting to have two great companies and you don't know what's going to happen. There's also backroom gossip. There's, you know, everyone's jumping ship. Some people are coming. But every, I, I think it's very exciting times for wrestling. I think it's getting pretty darn close to that. I don't know if it's there yet. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw and my newest, most favorite mask wearing superhero, 
Edge. I love the mask. I still miss. I wish he would have come out with another <laughs> mask on, and that's his new gimmick. But he did not. He came out handsome as ever and hot and angry. And he wanted revenge. He wanted accountability. He wanted answers. And instead of getting them from Dom, he gets Ray to come out. And Ray's like, dude, please hold on. Don't beat the hell out of my son. You're 6'6", bro. You look like a Viking. He's 12. Like, please don't hurt him. Yeah, he is He is the chest of a kindergarten. Bro, it, I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're making Dominic interesting without forcing him to talk and put it on himself. Sure. So Dom comes out with Rhea and I saw like another one of those like memes out there where they do the match imagery and it was very Eddie and China the way Rhea was with Dominic. And there was kind of like, but reversed roles because Rhea is just this force in nature, man. I really think they've just booked her beautifully and she's really stepping up and it builds to, I love Damian Priest. It builds eventually to a match that they have, but screw the match. I just love the way they're working to make Dominic interesting. So I love what they've done with it. I went from completely criticizing Dominic to now going, okay, okay, all right, each week. And they're, they're, uh, kudos to Triple H and the gang at WWE for that. I'm very, very, uh, I'm into it. Would you love to see a Dominic versus Rey Mysterio match? <laughs> Like that classic dad versus son kind of it's thing. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Oh, it has to. I would love and to I see And I think it. that's why they're protecting his voice so he can watch all these people that are good talkers on the mic and learn from them and get more comfortable and confident because it's clearly working. Like the crowd's feeling mm -hmm. it. So what? And when you have confidence, it's much easier to learn and you learn much more quickly. So all these little things, man, they have kept him silent, which is so smart mm -hmm. and so beautiful because even if he does have talent, we wouldn't know because he hasn't had the confidence to show it yet. He's just young and inexperienced and he's shy. You know, they got to pull something out to see if it's there. And I really just, I was so wrong on this. I think our first episode, I said, they should just blow this up and get rid of, mm -hmm. get rid of it. Cause Same. without edge, it's going to suck. And I'm super dumb and they're super smart and I I can't wait to see if they can make this work. Even if they fail, they still have done a great job building this up. At a certain point, it's on the talent. And I think that Triple H and whoever else is on the creative team right now are putting him in a position where if he can't succeed in that, then it's just not it's not meant to be at that level. I don't think you're dumb at all. I think that it wasn't interesting, and now they're making it interesting. That's all. I think that, that <laughs> that's all it was. Fair it enough. wasn't interesting when you said it wasn't, and now it's getting interesting, and, and we're, we're commenting on it. That's all. I don't want to talk long about this, but there was one really funny part. Uh, the return of Braun Strowman. Oh, God. You, do you know that's my dream come true? The fact that he's back, it makes me so happy. So he came in and destroyed the entire tag team division, um, which will take now quite a few weeks for people to take it seriously again. <laughs> right. But that's okay. Um, but welcome back, Braun. I got love for the big man. He's super. I love how fast he runs around the ring. He looks like a giant bull from the Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's awesome. The, the one that like Bugs slaps him in the cheeks and then <laughs> yep. Bugs takes one to the ass and goes flying. Out. That's what he looks like to me when he runs. He kind of botched one of those. Did he, you see it? He did. He tripped and fell and then got back up and went after it again. But he got back up. He yeah. didn't Titus O'Neil himself and go under the ring. <laughs> <Just so good. laughs> 
my, one of my most used gifts. So anyway, the only part of this segment we're talking about other than Braun is back is Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. It was like the winner of the match, whoever it was, becomes the number one contender. It was like a gimmick horseshit match. It was going to suck. They knew it was going to suck because they knew Braun was going to come in and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being Kofi and Xavier in the ring together against one another. And so they square up like they're going to fight. And then Xavier just lays down and Kofi dives for the one, two, three. But before it gets to three, everyone's like, oh, shit. Oh, and they all jump in the ring and rip Kofi off. That made me pop loud. I love that. They didn't even break the road dog rule. Because they waited and like circled around. Oh, and uh, we're going to go to it a little early today. Best of the week. Yeah. Austin Theory came out. I stopped counting the amount of times he sold his hurt jaw from Tyson Fury at 22. That's when I stopped counting. Yeah. I saw at least... Another 20 cells. It's It's got the real Liv Morgan feel of like, my arm, my arm. It's like, we get it, your jaw. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is my conspiracy theory right here. Are they ribbing him? Do you think Hunter, because this was Vince's guy. And I still vow that Vince ribbed Karrion Cross and gave him the Gladiator gimmick because Triple H's favorite movie is Gladiator. And that was Triple H's guy. And everyone can see how much that's Triple H's guy if they watched Friday Night Smackdown. I think this is Vince's guy. And Hunter's now going to just like whack on this guy. I honestly think he sold it like 40 times throughout the show, man. It was great. Like, I know Tyson Fury's the man, but, but bro, three's enough. A rib is like, I'm not trying to screw you over. I'm just trying to go, nah, got him. You know what I mean? I, it's just a rib at a high level. It's like, a you know, billionaires play ribs at a higher level. Tip of the hat. Dude, I sold or I didn't sell it, but I had this actor. <laughs> you know, he booked a movie in like Bulgaria or some shit. And we didn't always get along and I would pull pranks on him and so I put his house on the market. Oh, nice. with his home, With his home answering machine. This is back in the day. Cell phones weren't like big yet. And when you got back home, I got a phone call and he's cussing me out. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> He goes, it's, it didn't even work as good as you think because my answer machine ran out of tape. So people couldn't even. And he had call waiting. And all I hear him go is, God damn it. And he just slammed <laughs> the phone down because he knew it was another call. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, so, I, yeah, sell, sell your friends' houses, guys. That's a good, that's a good prank to pull. <laughs> so anyway, KO Theory. Kevin Owens comes out and he is breaking the fourth wall. He's doing everything except. Eddie Murphy, like, looking into the camera like, what's that now? He comes out, challenges everything Theory says, and then hits him. This is like two weeks in a row where he's like, no, we're not going to waste time. In a few seconds, a referee is going to, oh, here he comes now, and we're just going to fight. And I think he's probably the only guy right now that can pull that off because he has that credibility of that kind of attitude for so many years. But they had a match 
to steal a, a phrase from from Seamus, they had a banger. <laughs> uh, they fought for what felt was like 45 minutes. <laughs> it was like 18 commercial breaks. And theory can friggin' work, man. But they're making Kevin Owens out to be a killer of all killers. I would love to see Karrion Cross with one title, Kevin Owens with the other title, and let's see who's good enough to out-talk and outwork one of those guys. I think both those those gentlemen could have wonderful championship stories. What say you? I love Kevin Owens. I'm I'm still not sold on Austin Theory. I think he's I think he could, you know, I think he's a star, but I don't think he's a superstar. And I don't think he's like an A-list guy. Um He's learning. Yeah, he's learning. Yeah, and I think that we're just not there yet. I mean, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is the man. Dude, like Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman. Those are my guys. He did some episodes of WWE Rivals. And if it was a rivalry he didn't like, he's just straight up shit on it. (laughs) I love that. On the show. That's great. No one's had the balls to do that. Everyone else is company line, company line. And he said at the top of the show to the producer, he goes, hey, if I thought that this sucked, can I say that? And the producer kind of like ghosted up and got scared and. I love Kevin Owens. I was like, dude, say it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, okay. And uh, the producer looked at me, Ben Hauser. He's the man. And I go, bro, if it's too much, just edit it out. Like, it's all good. He's not going to just totally dump on it. But when it was things that he felt strongly about, he gave his honest, no WWE corporate line. He was just like, yo, I thought this rivalry between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart, spoiler, we're doing that one. It should have started here. It should have, this guy should have won here. Like he straight up challenged the booking of it. And I'm like, this is great. And JBL, who is uber knowledgeable, but the company man started defending the position of the booking. And it was so cool watching them go because there was respect between the two men, 100%. But they had a respectful debate back and forth. First time that's happened on an episode. And we got him for five episodes. Nice. And he and that's how he was. Everyone he should have been on it from Jump Street. That's my best of the week. Most people that uh, know about wrestling and know about you know that you uh, you worked for WWE and for events, and you were in those rooms. If new listeners didn't know that Freddie worked at WWE and worked yeah. right by the sides of all these guys, I imagine those conversations happen when they are writing storylines, right? Like when you're sitting there, like someone will say we should do this, and someone else will say we should do this, or is it not like that? Usually, it's like six people all saying we should do something different. Okay, yeah. So that's that's kind of a cool inside peek of like, yeah, I I would have done it this way, and someone else going, well, here's why Vince did it, and here's why we said it this way, here's why. So that's pretty like inside baseball, pretty cool. It was awesome to get to be in there while they were not arguing, but and it wasn't heated, but they both believed in their opinions strongly. And to be like hearing it and knowing that some of that might even be edited out, I was just like, wow, man, like that's this is I didn't say shit for like five minutes straight. I just let him go back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, just let, let it rip. We get to the featured match of the evening. And if you're not into wrestling, but you listen to the podcast anyway, you will enjoy this. Uh, it was a steel cage match. They 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 were throwing promos to it all night. You love all kinds of gimmicks. You must love a cage match, right? Love, love a cage match. Always have. Guess who I was rooting for, Freddie? You know me pretty well. Guess who I was rooting for? I know who you should have been rooting for, <laughs> which was The Miz. <laughs> but you were rooting for the same person my daughter was rooting yes. for, which is Bobby Lashley. The beast. Almighty. A lot of times in these matches, 
the bad guys will attack the good guy before it starts because there's no rules. And then they throw them in the cage and then they get the advantage and beat them up. Now, the only way to win this is to pin your opponent, one, two, three, but that's boring. The other way is to open the door to the cage because your opponent's so beat down that you have time to walk out and exit and escape the cage, escape running away. Not a very you know, manly thing to do, but many a heel have won this way and a couple baby faces too. And the third way, and really the only way, the most superior and coolest way, the way Eric the Surfer would do the ring, the ring exit <laughs> is to climb to the top of the cage, over the top, and climb down to the other side, landing on your two feet. Boom, you're the winner. The loser's laid out in the middle of the ring, or even better, halfway up looking at you in defeat and despair like oh, i could have had him and then they just let go because the adrenaline's gone and they just collapse in the middle of the ring while you have victory miss is going to win the match he climbs to the top of the cage slowly selly oh my everything hurts in my body oh there's just two more feet to go i'm at the top it's bobby still down he's hurt i can finally get over and then from out of the bottom of the ring like on a like a mechanic sliding out from under a car, Dexter Loomis slides out and is just creepily staring into the eyes of a now horrified <laughs> Miz. And it's way goofy. And it's and maybe and I'm not saying it in a good or bad way, because I'm still trying to decide how I feel. So anyway, Miz falls, Bobby wins, Dexter Loomis goes into the ring, and he puts the Miz in a chokehold and puts him to sleep. And while he's putting him to sleep, he's patting his, he's stroking his hair the way a cat lady strokes her cat. <laughs> and it might be my worst of the week, but it was almost my best of the week at the exact same time. Did you watch this match? What did you think? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I like any time I can get that finish that I was that I'm hoping for as far as like, I'm so easy to please. If the guy that comes out, I'm going, oh, I hope he crushes him. And he did. And so I was, I was excited. Plus, like yeah. you said, <laughs> steel cage, you can't go wrong. Even when it was old school, even when it was like the blue, remember the old blue? I love the blue. I miss the so blue. So much one. easier to climb too. You know, obviously you're not going to climb chain link, but you could do more moves off of the blue uh, cage. I like the color of it. Yeah. I like everything. Well, they, they, they do can't do as many moves. Blue and when it's red, like, depending on what show it's on. When That's it's like chain link, like it's tough to be able to do any like the high flying stuff or jump back or any of the kind of any of those things. Some of those crazy fools still do it I off know. the chain. They link. try. It's not as clean. We're going to move on to dynamite. Uh, if you listened last week, everybody hates everybody, and now everyone is suspended. Apparently, it's very confusing. Uh, the tag teams, champs, the trios, champs, Kenny Omega. Um, one of the producers, a CM Punk, who's injured for eight months anyway. I think he might have known that, and that's why he went off in that press scrum because he's like, I'm out of here anyway. I got eight months recovery, so I'm cutting throats. I don't know. But everyone's fired. Thank God MJF is back to save the company. If he's able to hold any kind of number for his segments, you're going to see guys that are suspended right now get straight fired because he's going to go, yo, I don't need this drama. I got this kid. And he came out. They loved him. And when he left, they were laughing and booing him. His button on his shirt even got stuck when he got angry trying to get it off. And I wouldn't even put it past him if that was a work and it wasn't even really stuck. Like he just 
is he's that friggin' smart. And I bet he saw it happen in an old wrestling video because he's a tape head big time. And I bet he was like, that's hysterical. I'm going to steal that and use it. I bet it wasn't even on accident. He's just that frigging good. And we're not going to get into much, but there is no world champion. There's a tournament. And Brian Danielson is in this tournament. And I think Brian Danielson is going to win this tournament. And I think that gives us MJF versus Brian Danielson, which will be a story that every single wrestling fan in the world wants to watch will watch, and will be rewarded. Because Brian Danielson ain't about all that backstage BS. Brian Danielson's about wrestling. And MJF's not about all that backstage drama. MJF's about stories and reasons why we are going to wrestle. And if you put the two of those dudes in a ring together, you could run their story for the next two years. And when all those other people come back from their suspensions and they see this story start happening and there's no backstage drama, That's when a general manager, who is Tony Khan, although he should assign someone, that's when a general manager or a boss can say, look at our numbers, look what we're doing, and you're not here. So you get one chance to play ball and do business, and if that's not good enough, I'm rich enough, here's the rest of your contract, boom, take a walk peace and i know you love him too you're a heel too even though you're a nice guy heel you're a heel (laughs) i i literally when it comes to aew there's nobody better than mjf and also i know it's not a match i know it's not a match but this was my best of the week i've watched it three times it's so so clean so smart he comes out he hugs taz and flips off the other two guys he does the whole like um Buffalo thing, and then he apologizes for the things he said last time, and all this different stuff, and then just completely flips it. One of my favorite things in stand up comedy is uh, in the old school guys. None of the new guys do it. I try to do it, but in the old school, like, uh, uh, what's Sam Kennison, you know, these guys, they would, they would, they'll do a, a uh, an opinion about a subject, right? They'll go like, they'll do like, they'll be like a pro anti-smoking. Let's say it's a, a joke about smoking cigarettes. They'll do like 10 anti-smoking cigarette jokes. And then a few seconds later go, I'm lying. And then just completely do like 10 positive smoking jokes. And he also like, I think, he, I don't know, maybe just John Moxley's also that good, but John Moxley, he legit looked upset. He looked pissed off for sure and and also yeah, like, mjf out of here referencing wwe referencing cody rhodes uh talking about the uh, like when his contract's up and about how he only wants to win the championship for a bidding war of 2024 it's like it was just yeah, so smart so clean so well done loved the shirt th- i just i think everything he does is brilliant and i'm so happy he's back i love the moses line I cannot talk enough about this guy. It just sounds like I'm blowing smoke. And and I guess I am, but there's smoke signals to the rest of the world, which just say, yo, even if you don't like wrestling, watch this guy. It's like watching a stand-up comic that has their following, right? So it's their crowd that knows the jokes, knows the energy, and he has them eating out of the palm of his hand. It's wild. And he's so, I think he's like 24, 26, crazy young. And this is rare generational talent, and it makes for just good TV because he's genuinely funny. Yeah, he's and awesome. You can watch him just crap on people in a great way, the way Piper used to. The thing about MJF is like, I've always heard people say, like, I'll be like, oh, I hate The Miz. And they're like, then he's doing his job because he made you hate him. And I always have said there's two types of like hating a wrestler. You, you want to change the channel. You just don't want to watch him. 
is is not good. Like if I don't like the wrestler so much that I want to change the channel, yeah. that's not him doing his job. I'm changing the channel. But this is a guy who I hate because he's being a perfect heel. He's so good. Even when the fans going MJF, MJF, and he goes, he goes, shut up, shut up. I only get so much time. Jesus Christ. Like he becomes kind of <laughs> irritable and annoying yeah. where you're like, we were rooting for you, you jerk. Like it's the perfect, he's the perfect heel. So we talked last week about young Daniel Garcia and how he's been growing on me and how I didn't like this story. And then I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. Well, now I really like this story. Chris Jericho made him go out there and face Wheeler Yuta, the pure Ring of Honor champion by himself with no help from the Jericho Appreciation Society. It was like a father saying, yo, I don't have your back. You disrespected the family. Go do it yourself. At the end of it, they got right back into that story. And Brian Danielson comes out and poor Wheeler Yuta just is like, he lost the match. He lost his title. He's in mm-hmm. the quarter. And Brian, Brian Danielson pays him no mind, bro. <laughs> and he puts the title, Wheeler's title, around Ryan's waist and then shakes his hand and raises his arm as you are the champion and and Wheeler doesn't get any love because before Brian can pay any mind to him, Chris Jericho, the dad who sent young Ryan Garcia out there to fight by himself comes out, but he comes out too late because Brian's already congratulated him, told him this, told him that. And the look on Jericho's face, I know not everybody loves Jericho. I love Jericho. I think when he gets someone over, he really, really, really gets him over and the look on his face without a single line of dialogue was just beautiful. That's how they went off the air. Well, it was also great to see uh, or hear Jericho on the mic uh, at the broadcast. Yeah, it's so always he, good. Yeah, he was so fun. He kind of does like this heightened Jericho character when he's on when he's on the broadcast. And it was fun to just, oh, I'm getting flashbacks to when he did that move to me. Like he, he, like he had like, a, <laughs> and that's a terrible impression. But it was just so, um, I like, I, I think everything Jericho does is gold. So I'm I'm tight tight chest Jericho is when he's always here. Yeah. And he's like and it, he makes it all about him, right? That's <laughs> yeah. heel Jericho. I love and it. then babyface Jericho has got more air in the chest. That's going to take us to Friday, the end of the week of Friday Night Smackdown. And Jeff is only one wrestler of any true importance on Friday's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. And that man is Sami Zayn, the realest member of the Bloodline. He's even starting to look Samoan. No, he isn't. This man, he is. They featured him so wonderfully throughout this two-hour episode. He and I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny anymore. He was the glue that held the entire episode together. From that, from his, I'm going back into character now. From his noble deeds in the ring <laughs> and saving, saving Solo, the brand new member of the Bloodline, saving him from what would have been a debilitating chair shot and taking it himself to then, what's this? Motivational speaker backstage helping keep the peace, even though there's aggressive Usos. I say aggressive Usos because I always forget which one's mad at him. They look the same. (laughs) But he's keeping the peace there, and even in the match is distracting, saving assisting in every way possible until, of course, my man Karrion Cross came in from the back, choked out uh, 
uh, my man Drew, which is a disqualification. That's illegal carrying cross. You can't do that. And it was weird that it was black and white. I think they're going to stay committed to it, but I wish they wouldn't. Let me hear from your lips how much this man has earned your respect in the last few weeks. Give it to him, Jeff. I do like that he's in the bloodline, I think. But it makes me laugh every time. It's very, very funny. <laughs> it makes <laughs> just, me laugh, too. doesn't look right, but it's always hilarious. And he's doing such a good job with it. Uh, he did take the bullet, as they said on the broadcast. He, oh, with that chair shot, which was awesome. Uh, and I love that the bloodline is even growing. Makes me very happy. It's very cool to see. So, uh, loved it. Love Sami Zayn. I'm on board. You're seeing it in the beard, though, the Samoan part in Sami Zayn much <laughs> more now, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't look... I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, we're debuting a brand new segment coming up right now. You don't even have to wait. And it's called The Federation Speaks. We encouraged you to call in, leave us a voicemail, and if they were good, then we would put them on the air. Well, we got a couple. We're going to see how it goes. And if you guys step it up, maybe next time we'll get even more in. What say ye, Frederation? Hey, Freddie and Jeff, Mike here. With a thought about CM Punk and the media scrum, if it's not a poorly booked work shoot and is indeed real, does the possibility not exist that Mr. Straight Edge was a little high in his own goulash of brain chemicals from the crowd in his hometown and a little extra amped? And I don't know. I think maybe I got something there. Thanks, guys. Great podcast. Ooh, what do you think? That's Jeff? quite a quite an allegation. He was wondering if maybe he was a little too hyped up on his own on his own philosophies, so to speak, and a little egotistical, and that's why he went off. What say you? Uh, here's what I think about the whole scrum. And for people that don't know, uh, CM, I guess most people probably know, but CM Punk just started uh, airing the dirty laundry of the locker room instead of uh, sticking to storyline and sticking to what's going on in AEW wrestling that we see on camera. I used to, my, my first opinion was like, what a jerk. CM Punk is being such a baby and airing all this stuff is inappropriate. Also let the locker room be the locker room and let the wrestling be the wrestling. And if you're going to merge those, make sure it's storyline. It's not just a, a thing. It screws everything up was my initial opinion. I like that someone named it the gripe bomb too, which is hilarious. I kind of now am siding a little bit more in the middle, leaning towards CM Punk of like someone had to break up the clickiness of the Young Bucks and Hangman, all these guys back there. According to a lot of people, it's very high schoolish, very clicky with the EVPs and stuff. And so if anyone was going to make the complaint, it would have to be someone as high up as CM Punk. I don't know much about the locker room or how these things work, but I think that uh, CM Punk uh, might have might be the hero the locker room wanted. I, I have a slightly different take on it. I mean, here's how I equate it. My wife and I both have external businesses that we run beyond like acting and things like that. And I know her partners and her found a very difficult time working with the younger generation with millennials, right? They just didn't understand the way their brains worked. And I remember everything was like, you know, they don't, they have it. They want everything too easy. They don't want, they want less hours and more money and da, 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 da. And I still, for whatever reason, had a very clear image in my head of the older generation bitching about my generation when I was younger. And so my philosophy has always been like, this is just how it's always been. Right. And if you listen to what CM Punk said in the beginning, he said, I can't wait 
to work with this next generation, this young talent out here, and give them the spotlight they need. Now, he went in there, I think, with that intention in mind. But when you see how different that other generation thinks and what kind of stories they want to tell in the ring and how different it is than what you want to do, and when your body won't allow you to tell the stories that they told when you were in your prime and you start getting hurt all the time trying to prove a philosophy, it's hard for that younger generation to buy into your philosophy even more. They're like, he's talking about us working and going to get hurt. He's hurt every match he's in. I also just real quick, real quick thing. I don't know necessarily that uh, that CM Punk doesn't connect with his younger generation. I think that he just doesn't like clicky stuff because, you know, you see CM Punk doing stuff with Dan Housen and he, you know, I, that's a very new kind of thing. A guy like a Dan Housen or an Orange Cassidy, these kind of things are not classic wrestling things that he's. Oh, I think it. I think it started well. Mm-hmm. I just think it wore on him yeah. to the point where he's like, "Yo, I'm, I'm hurt anyway. I I know I'm hurt. I know it's bad. I got hurt in this match, which he did. It's now confirmed. He had that triceps injury that he has eight months of surgery." And I think he just said, sometimes I get old and cranky too. I'm 46. And sometimes I you just say, fuck it. All right, hit us with the next one, man. Great question, Mike. I already love this segment. Hey, guys. Richie here. Always enjoy listening to your takes every Wednesday. My favorite part of Monday Night Raw is the presentation of Bobby Lashley. I think he's been silently positioned as the cornerstone of that brand elevating the United States Championship with great matches, including the one this past Monday with The Miz and that steel cage match. And they're just building and building and building him as this force. I think he has the possibility of being a challenger to Roman Reigns and that undisputed championship pitcher in the future. What do you guys think? Richie! (laughs) Sorry, I had to go Isai Morales. You can't be named Richie and not hear that all the time. (laughs) Sorry, Richie. So listen... If they are kind of doing a sneak push on Bobby Lashley, I wouldn't be mad at it. I will say this. If you're, it's not a conspiracy theory, but if your theory is true, he's certainly positioned in a way where they could do that. Because I don't see him losing that title anytime soon. I believe he does give it a lot more credibility. The younger generation likes him. He's my 12, almost 13-year-old daughter's favorite wrestler. So I get it. I love him too. If he does get a push, you'll know it because they'll put him back with MVP. I don't know if they are secretly pushing uh, Bobby Lashley. I'd be happy if they did. I really love Bobby Lashley. This is going to be a silly thing to say, but I feel like if you make Bobby Lashley the champ again, right? He's just missing some sort of it. I know that I think that because we don't know how to label something, we call it like an it factor. There is something about Bobby Lashley that just isn't it. And I feel like if you make him the champ, people are going to be upset. And there'll be a small amount of people like me and Freddie's daughter that that like it because I just love Bobby Lashley. I love the way he looks. I love how, you know, he just seems capable of anything. I would love to see a Strowman Lashley kind of back and forth because they're both big boys, you know, like that kind of they'll cancel each other out so you can do other things with the other with all the titles and belts and stuff. I don't know if I I don't know if I like him as the champ, but I love him. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Jeffrey, are you going to be anywhere this weekend? Tell the people where you're going to be. All month. I'm in Texas at Hyenas Comedy Club, throwing out a first pitch for the Texas Rangers. Also, follow us on our show accounts. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddie. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 enespañolcom At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't sister. know we were going to go there on People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.